From behind the lens and behind the microphone, welcome to the podcast that takes you inside the world of Western sports and beyond from a different perspective. This is Starched with your hosts, Garrison Allen and Clay Gardner. Well, we're back like a bad check. Welcome to Starched. Clay and I are with a great, great talent, amazing videographer, this guy has so many cool stories. He gets to be with some of the top athletes ever and in the rodeo business. Randy Quateri is here with us. Randy, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I checked out the one of the episodes with Nate Justice, and I was glued to it. So That's I good. Honored to be on here. Yeah. The thing with Nate is we had to make him a Caesar. Otherwise, he wasn't going to come on the podcast. (laughs) That was the only way we got him on. We're like, well, I'll make you a drink. Okay, I guess I can come in. I'll come on. (laughs) Randy, when we get started, I want to give a little background. And I don't want to get big into this. I say this on every episode. But just give the people a little bit of background of kind of where you grew up and how you kind of got started into the videographer of, you know, Western way of life and rodeo and all that kind of stuff before we get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, so I was born in Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, 88 model, and <laughs> yeah, getting up there. But uh, yeah, I uh, pretty pretty basic, you know, domesticated life growing up. I um, My mom lived in town. My dad kind of lived 45 minutes outside of where I was going to high school in Española, New Mexico, and uh, had a couple acres, nothing much. Um, but I grew up, you know, just playing sports, uh, snowboarding primarily. That was kind of my passion. And uh, my dad rode bulls back in the day, and I always, like, I seen pictures and everything. And so I always asked him, like, hey, when can I start riding bulls? And he's like, no, you're not going to ride bulls. And so I begged him enough, <laughs> and when I was 13, he finally let me get on my first bull, and then the rest is history from there. I just, you know, got into junior rodeo, little britches rodeo. I rodeoed in Colorado, um, my first three or four years of rodeoing. And then, uh, you know, high school rodeos, went to the high school finals in Spring- Springfield, Illinois. And, uh, but you know, during high school, I, I took a video productions class and that's kind of what sparked it. And we were filming on the mini DV recorders, <laughs> like old school and, basic editing softwares but old computers and you know I just took a huge interest into it and you know I made my first video just of some rides that I had um from rodeos and you know everyone seemed to like it and they're just like wow you're really kind of good at that and so you know I was but I never knew I could really pursue it because of like I knew like if I wanted to do it I wanted to be great at it right. and the I was never able to afford like a good camera to produce good quality. So I just kind of, I put it on the back burner and said, eh, that was fun. I got two semesters out of it. It was whatever. And then, but when I got to college, I got my first uh, laptop and had an editing software on there. And I always had this little zoom recorder and (laughs) I, I would video everything, everything in the dorms to practice at, at, and I went to college in Odessa, so I got yeah. a scholarship to go rodeo in Odessa to back up a little bit. But, you know, once I was there, I just – I videoed everything. Everyone knew me just like I was recording everything. And then <laughs> I started putting things together, and, you know, I 
I got asked to do a couple weddings and people would pay me a little bit. I'm like, Hey, maybe I can make some money doing this. And yeah. so, you know, and I rode bulls for 13 years. Um, you know, I had a decent career, nothing to brag about. You know, I, I, I wouldn't take, you know, I wouldn't change anything at all, you know, knowing what I know right. now, but I met some great people. And I think that's what's helped me excel to where I'm at right now is just building the community all the relationships and I, I've I already earned a, a level of trust to, yeah. to step in and do what I do now. And so, you know, once I stopped riding bulls, um, my first big job was with monster energy and definitely was not qualified <laughs> to do it at the time, but I'm so thankful. Um, Sean Weesey, um, with XD sports, he's an agent, uh, sports agent for a lot of bull riders and he has a company called Vexel brand, but he actually bought me my first really good camera and he just sent me a check and said, Hey man, I believe in you. I really think you can do this, go after it. And he didn't ever want anything in return. He just, and so I'm forever grateful for that. And yeah, it was just kind of been roll blowing and going. <laughs> do you still have the videos from the dorms? Cause I bet those would be awesome. I, I wish I did. Uh, I had a truck broken into back in the day. And I just recently had a bunch of stuff stolen. But, yeah, I had a truck <laughs> stolen. Um, I was moving down to Victoria, Texas to to go roof buildings. And I had everything I owned in that truck, and it was gone. Uh, I had some gold, golden nuggets. In there. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I can only Stuff but. that I couldn't share and stuff that I would love to share. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That would have been sweet. Go back and do a huge edit on those. Yeah. yeah. Um, so since you've been around a while, uh, you know, what's your what's your thoughts on like uh, Matt Cohen? Oh, man. OK, so <laughs> Matt's an interesting character. Yeah? Uh, and I actually, you know, I never really met him face to face. And so I really didn't have. I didn't want to say anything negative or whatever. I just was kind of level, you know, but I worked with him on a project and I'm not going to lie. It was a disaster. (laughs) Um, And, but I have, I have a high level of compassion for the dude because, and I'll just, and I hope he listens to this because I, I, I wish that he would find peace with where he's at because he's just, he's just miserable. And, you know, I, I tried many different avenues to help him navigate what was going on with our projects and our, this, the shoot that we were on. And it was just, a, it was like, you could not please the guy. Yeah. And, and it's just like the world really evolved around him, but you know, I could, I have a probably a list of things that I could say, really bad about him and, and jump on the train. But in all reality, like I, I see, I see him as just a broken man, honestly. Yeah. And I, I feel bad for him. And, and I, yeah, I just wish him, I just want him to find peace because he's <laughs> not fun to be around. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that was just, I don't uh, know if that's uh, the answer you wanted to get, but no, we, as, as a photographer, Clay, your thoughts. Oh no! Next question. 
I want to hear. I want to hear what you. I've I've actually never really got to uh, be around him. We've only you know did the whole message thing. The first time I've ever liked uh, talked to him was over message. I was trying to get my card. And I reached yeah. out to him because, yeah, I mean, he was photos were great. So I'm like, I talked to somebody that's good. You know, I want somebody to write my, uh, you know, write, write for me to get my card. And uh, I reached out and all he put was, oh, you write it. I'll sign it. And I was like, well, I'm not writing my own letter of recommendation. Like, I, I don't care if you sign it or not. I'm just not going to do it. So that was my very first time with him. And then the second time I ever had to deal with him was he was uh, he was very mad. But it was over like uh, somebody wearing one of my stickers and he happened to have a picture of it and like he kind of messaged me about it and I thought it was a joke and it was not a joke yeah. and he was like actually pissed and I'm like, oh, so you are really mad at the world right now. Like nothing, yeah, like you said, you know, nothing would have made the guy happy. So, you yeah, know, you, you can't, you can't really please him. Even if you're giving him a compliment, he will not, he won't accept it. So that's no. just, he has a lot of it's just it's, it's sad it's sad to me to see a man go through life like that and you know and being in the western world like a lot of people you know we all help each other and yeah right that's one thing like even if someone shared like people have shared my videos and taken credit for some of my videos and it's all over on brazilian websites like not the bad websites they're <laughs> just good websites <laughs> but uh and taking credit and like at first like I might be like, Oh man, I wish they would at least give me credit or something, but now I really I don't care. Like it is what it is. Like I got paid for my job, great. I'm gonna just keep stepping forward. I'm not gonna look back, I'm not gonna look too much ahead, I'm just gonna try to be level. Yeah. So Yeah, you start uh I used to do that like when putting uh like watermarks on our my photos and stuff like i used to make them huge because i'd be so mad if somebody screenshotted it and you see it way later but now i'm just like if, if i'd still be mad you know so it's at the point where i'm like no i'll just post it and if somebody is gonna be nice they'll they'll buy it and if they screenshot it i guess oh well i'm not gonna just be mad you, you'll end up being mad at the world so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Not worth it that way, you know. No, but there there comes a there comes a point where you do have to protect yourself to a certain extent because of the time and all the money that goes into what we do. I mean right. that a lot of people don't understand that, which is okay. They might never understand that, but there's just there's got to be a level of understanding on both both sides of like right, hey, you right. know. But I haven't found found that yet so i'm just kind of i just like to play ball <laughs> yeah so yeah. as a guy that obviously i'm not a photographer or videographer anything like that so kind of explain that a little bit because you guys are i mean that's your whole job is taking photos taking video and i mean how do you guys navigate that? i guess this is a quick question kind of for both of you because i don't fully understand i've talked to clay about it a little bit but i still don't fully understand it because i'm not in that world and don't really understand it but Talk about how it is. It's like, okay, this is my work. I'm going to charge for this. I'm not, you know, it. how do you guys navigate kind of that world? So one thing that I, I think it's a little different between photographers and, and what we do. Um, Cause when like I go into San Angelo, I'm already getting paid a certain amount, like a, a set amount to go in there, do my job. I give it to them. 
and yeah. I'm done. Like I, I'm not relying on, and I don't know if all photographers do rely on contestants to purchase photographs, but you know, I'd imagine like that's a big chunk of what, what they need to keep going. Um, but one thing that I have ran into is my raw files. Like if a company or if anyone wants all the raw files that I've taken, um, I'm not just going to give that to them, you know, sure. and there's going to be a certain, there's going to be guidelines if I do give it to them. And, you know, and so that, but you know, most of the time, if, if it's not too much of a big deal for me, like I'll, I'll formulate some sort of agreement with them. I'm like, all right, here you go. No big yeah. deal. Like use it for however long you want. Um, yeah. But I think photography is a whole different monster than what we have to deal with, honestly. But I'm Clay, I, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, like now that I've been doing it for a few years, I try to definitely more or less get paid by the committee before I go. Cause it is, it's a gamble if you just go to a rodeo and hope that Cowboys buy your stuff. I mean, it's just, it's really just not feasible, nor it's not that honestly that much fun when you go there you feel like you're stressed out like oh man i just missed somebody and now like there goes a sale and i'm like i hate that because then you don't feel as creative you know you feel like you're you, you get stuck like I, I i'm trying to be better even to this day where i go to a rodeo and and i don't just sit in one spot but sometimes if you sit in one spot you might sell to a cowboy but it's like i don't i don't want to do that like it's not fun you're not creative when when you kind of you know, ha have that uh, like over the top of you kind of thing. But I, I think, uh, which, which is one of my questions actually, like, um, how, how, how is it like, uh, uh how, how do I say it? Like, what, why, why do you think it is hard to get like hired by committees or, or companies and stuff nowadays? Like, do you think it's, uh, do you think it's getting better? Or do you think they just they just are worried about if it's even worth the money that somebody's charging? So I think we're in a huge transition right now. I think um, the older committee members, you know, some of them are on their way out. There's there's some younger guys coming in with a new perspective, and um, the way that you know the world is going right now with social media and everything, like everyone is. Thriving on content, everyone needs photos, everyone needs videos, and and it comes with a cost. And so, <laughs> well, that's like, yeah, I think that's the yeah. hardest. I mean, they they'll like they'll say, well, we would love to have you here. It's like, well, I, I want to be there, but I can't just go there, you know, for yeah, for three you know, weeks. It's a, it's a huge challenge because you know, some, you know, some people be like, well, I can just go find someone to do, do it cheaper, or I can. Uh, I wish I had a, a camera like that so I could take those kind of photos or, yeah. you know, and it's, it's not that simple. You know, this, there's a lot of sweat equity that goes into learning this craft. I mean, it just doesn't happen overnight. I mean, right. I've been, I've been fiddling around with this for over a decade now and I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And, you know, I just, I can't just come in there and expect to do everything for free for them. And then right. they thrive off all of it and for their rodeo or for their brand. I mean, if the brand is going to make money, if the rodeo is going to make money, like it's, it's smart to invest into video and photography because that's what builds the brand. Like right. a rodeo is a brand. That's what I've been trying to get across to 
to some of the rodeos I've been working with. It's not just a three week, 13 performance out of the year kind of thing. This is a, we, we, we want to build a brand. And so this can go on 365 days out of the year and sharing photos and sharing stories and really capturing, you know, the Western movement. And if, you know, with Western being so in right now, with if you want to talk about Yellowstone or whatever, but I think we have a, a huge opportunity to capitalize on what's going on right now, but really do it in an authentic way. And so I've been screaming at the top of my lungs for, I think, for the past five years to, to some rodeos. And I don't know if I've done some things wrong on my end of not, you know, approaching everything the right way, but um, maybe I need to formulate a team, but I think there's so much more that we can do than what we're doing right now. I think I don't like to be treadmill walkers. You know, I want right. to keep moving forward. I want to keep elevating the game. And if, you know, with the Cowboy Channel and, and being, you know, showcasing so many rodeos, there's there's such an opportunity to to thrive in this market. So, yeah, then that's like uh, I, I can never just tell, like, do they just certain committees don't want to take the plunge to even try it or they just don't even understand the whole social media part. I mean, it, yeah, I think it's, that, it's, I think it, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it takes, it'd be amazing how much it, it would be fun to see how much people come to a rodeo that are new. It says like, Oh, I seen it on Instagram. Like saw a bunch of videos yeah, yeah. or just random stuff like that truly happens, but you wouldn't, you know, you have to go around asking everybody, but it really, I truly believe that that's the way, you know, new people do come to some events. Yeah, and so many people want um, they want results now, and <laughs> I, I think to build a, a successful business or a company, you'll start really seeing successful results after five or six years. Honestly, that's just my opinion. Yeah, um, I mean you're you're going to start seeing results, little micro doses, and that's what's going to keep the the fuel in the fire to keep moving forward. But to really see a huge return. I give it six years to start seeing like, all right, this, this shit's working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's just a, it's a risk, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good risk. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you talk, I think a lot of, and a lot of our listeners are either rodeo fans or rodeo people. And I, and I think a lot of them maybe are contestants and as, like even as an announcer from the contract personnel side, I don't think they understand what goes into, I mean, when it comes to getting a rodeo, when it comes to this, that, because, I mean, there's committee men that want the same exact announcer they had in 1985. And I'm not saying like the Bob Tallman's, Randy Corley, Wayne Brooks, those guys are awesome. Those guys are the greatest, but there's a whole new wave coming in and you've got the Jurgens, you've got Lucia, you've got those young guys. Those guys are coming in, and they're coming in hot and fast, and it's going to be a big overtake. And, I mean, I've heard uh, Lucia talk about it before where it's like, hey, we're not going to push them out, but when they're out, I mean, we're there. And it's – yeah, I think it's tough for committees to make a change yeah. whether it comes to the, yeah. the price that you get. I mean, diesel is $5 a gallon. How much do you think it's not free for us to drive over to announce a rodeo, people? Mm-hmm. So – yeah, that's nuts. So kind of feeding off of what you are just talking about, do you think, because I know photographers have to have a PRCA card to be a PRCA rodeo. Mm. Do you think 
Do you think that should happen for videographers or do you think it's going to happen? I mean, where is that kind of, yeah, I, what do you think there? I don't really know. I, I honestly don't even know how it works for photographers. I'm, never, I, I'm very uneducated on that because, you know, you know, I think Sykeston was the first committee that hired me and they just said, yeah, come and shoot. And, you know, and I never really had any issues with anybody, but um, I think it would be, I think it'd be healthy for, you know, to, for videographers to get a card and they're, it, you know, kind of be controlled because there's, yeah. there's so many, there's so many now and I'm not yeah. taking away from anyone, but I think to get a card and to, you know, make sure that you've got the right people going into the, each rodeo that, you know, yeah, I just, I don't know too much about it, but I, yeah, I think it would be smart. Well, it's kind of a representation of all of you, you know. Yeah. I mean, one exactly. guy goes goes to a rodeo and he does an awful job, and then they're like, "Well, we don't need to pay for that next year." And then right. you know, Randy reaches out, and they're like, "No, we tried that once." No, yeah, way. yeah, that that's a good point. And then, yeah, then you would, you know, then you set a standard, and right. you know, I think I think that's super important because because it's it's like they're breeding breeding all over the place. You got. <laughs> guys all over which is which is really cool um but yeah to have it controlled and have a standard moving forward would be great yeah when um you see oh go, go ahead Clay. go ahead oh i was just gonna say uh when, when you when you go to a rodeo or whatever how do you how do you get your creative flow going do you just start walking around visit with people and just all of a sudden you kind of know or do you have like a little bit of a game yeah. plan going in you know um sometimes i have a game plan you know going in to the rodeo kind of knowing I look at day sheets I see who's going to be up that day and you know you know some of the people that I know maybe you know just kind of bullshit with them or and just start getting a good mood getting a good vibe and you know lately I don't I don't I feel like I've I haven't really done what I really want to do um I've kind of kind of been in a weird weird little transition of myself the last couple years but um ultimately i just like to have fun because when you're having fun you're going to produce really good stuff if if uh if you're in a bad mood or you're dreading being there or you're just kind of you know you're gonna you're gonna produce shitty stuff and you know so i just try to be as positive as i can no matter the circumstances um and i just try to try to be a light wherever I go because, you know, number one, a lot of people don't like cameras in their face. Um, and so I just want to make things comfortable for everybody. I want to make sure that I have good relationships with all the contestants that I, you know, that I talk to and make sure that I have a level of trust with them. So I'm not just going to throw a camera in their face and, you know, expose them to my perspective or make my narrative. You know, I want to make sure that I'm respecting everyone, no matter if it's, tough cooper or you know tim o'connell you know i want to make sure that i you know i and i i don't know i i feel like i i read people pretty well i don't you know maybe i'm biased but um i try to capture each contestant or anyone that is in front of my camera the best way that i know them you know and and so, and, and so far, I, I feel like it's it's done pretty well for me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my my approach on everything. 
do you think uh, growing up around rodeo and being in rodeo help with that? Or do you think it's more just like, it's kind of common sense yeah. not to shove a camera in somebody's face like paparazzi or something? <laughs> yeah. I think it should be common sense. Um, a lot of people <laughs> don't have that. You know, and um, which is, it is what it is. But I, you know, with with rodeo and especially in the rough stock, I mean, I, tr- I really try to be careful there because number one, you're getting on an animal, um, you got to be laser focused. I mean, you, you don't want to be, I mean, there's some guys that cut up and try to ease the, the tension or whatever, but, um, I really want to respect where they're at because number one, they travel to where they're going, where they are, they're paying their fees, they're dedicating their livelihood to this and they're getting on an unpredictable animal. And, and so I don't want to jeopardize that in any way. So I, I like almost playing fly on the wall and, and just capturing the moment and what's going on and try to stay hidden as po- as much as possible. But if there's any opportunity where I ha- I feel like I have access to them a little more then I'm all in, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, I just, that's kind of what I, what I do. That's what, he's good. He's really good. <laughs> <laughs> what is, cause I know you're really close to JV. And yeah. everybody loves JB Mooney, and yeah. so do we. Obviously, we'd love yeah. him on the podcast. But um, what is what is JB like before he gets on? I mean, are you is he one of those guys where you're like, yeah, there ain't no way I'm sticking a camera in his face? Um, I will. I, I do it just because I know I, I I feel like we have you know we have a friendship that's like all right, it. Randy's got the camera, whatever, and I, I don't think he minds with anyone else. Like I think I think he really enjoys it right. um but he's he's pretty laser focused not really cutting up or anything but uh no he's he's there to do business and yeah. and that's his approach on everything i think you know whether it's you know bucking bulls at the house or working on his place like he when he's working he's working and so but when he's having fun the biggest kid you know like he He's right. just cut up and so he knows how to get on off and stuff. Um, yeah. And just being around him enough for, you know, we've known each other since I was 18. You know, we met wow. each other in Carney, Nebraska a um, long time ago. And so, like, I don't know, it's pretty, pretty seamless with him. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that, for, with JB, do you think that also comes from, I mean, the PBR obviously having all those cameras and television do you think that helps with yeah. him with the cameras too he's just like man it's just another day at the office yeah i mean he that's been his life yeah. every single weekend for m- most of his life like almost yeah. all of his life and you know and and when you ride as good as he does um you're gonna have a camera in your face that just comes with the territory and yeah. and that's one thing that he said a while back you know or when he was younger he you know, he was telling Tater Porter about how he didn't want to go sign. He's like, oh, man, I got to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go do PR. And Tater Porter says, I know how to get rid of that. And JB says, what's that? And he says, don't ride as good. And so, <laughs> and so once – and, you know, that really resonated in JB. And so that's just really stuck with him ever since. And so it comes with the territory. And if you're going to be a professional athlete and you're going to be, you, you know – it just comes with it and you have to yeah. learn to cope with it and you you have to learn to be professional because there's so many people looking up to you um 
and that's how this industry works. I mean, it, if if you really think about it, rodeo is an inter- entertainment business, yep. and these athletes come and go. I I call it meat for the grinder because you know sooner or later they all fade away, and there's going to be a whole no another batch that comes. It's yep. it's tough to say, but that's true, and uh, so really. I would say capitalize on it while you got it, right. and because it it could end up lasting a lifetime. Yeah. And so I've yeah. even noticed um, some cowboys like they get more comfortable after they see your work too. You know, like they're almost oh, like, "Hey, get make sure you get something of me." You know, because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Get it, this, yeah, like because they hold my beer real quick." Yeah, like <laughs> and that and that goes back to the whole social media thing, like. They want, they got to have good stuff to show too. So they really do look, I mean, that, that helps. That's what's cool about it is building trust. You know, you're, you're, and you're, you're not, you're not trying to force anything down their throats. Just saying, Hey, just trust me. Yeah. Let me take all these photos, but you just do your thing and let your work speak for itself. And then eventually it comes back tenfold. Right. So, you know, it just, I just taking one step in front of the other and trusting your, your gut trusting, you know, you have to trust yourself. Like I remember Clay, you messaged me like in 2019 and, and just to see where you're at now is just, it blows me away, dude. Like it honestly does. I'm not trying to gas you up here, but it's okay. Just let him talk. Let him talk. Gary, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, but it, it really is. It's, a, it's, it inspires me because you know, I, I have a lot of people message me on Instagram and I, it's easy to pick out the ones that really want it. Right. You know, yeah. You know, you, you truly wanted it and you would have done whatever it took to, to reach, you know, and you still have that attitude. You're still just like, you're not just going to sit in one place at a rodeo. You're going to move around. You're going to, you know, so like, yeah. I love the way your mind thinks, whether it's taking photos or just how you approach your life. Well, and that was always my thing too. Like, no matter if you're the greatest or just starting out, like always reach out like that, that motivates you too. Like I'll see your videos and I'm like, man, I want to, I want to get my photos looking like that, you know? So it's like, it it inspires you to reach out to good content creators and uh, it keeps you going too, you know, you can't, cause you know, sometimes it does, you get a little, I mean, kind of bored every once in a while, especially in the busy summer where you're just going to rodeo after rodeo after rodeo. And they're like, it's hard to get that creative flow going sometimes. And so uh, that that's like, uh, I, I love when other photographers and stuff or video people are at my rodeo. Cause I'm always like, Oh, what'd you get? You know? Oh man, I want to, I'm going to get better tomorrow. Like that's fun. That part's yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, that, that's one of my, uh, I got another question written down here. Uh, like how, how do you, how would you go about to like, um, like prove yourself kind of, you know, is it, is it the way that you make your, your videos look, or is it what you're, what's in your video? Like, I don't, it's, I don't know how to really ask that question, but it's like, you know, every, everyone's trying to prove themselves why they're the best or why they should be hired. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and I, so everyone is seeking validation to a certain level, I think, which you know, I think it's a natural instinct to have, um, but I don't think it's a healthy, it's, it's really that healthy. I think, I think the main thing for me at least is 
if I really love what I do, nothing's going to stop me from moving forward and no insecurities. Um, I don't, I'm not going to try to get validation from human because people fail you. People, people are already in their own little head stuck in their own ways. And so how am I going to seek approval from someone that doesn't really have the perfect approval that I'm actually seeking? So in all honesty, like I get my approval from God, that's, and, uh, and, and he keeps me going. And if he tells me to stop videoing tomorrow and go do something else, if I'm hearing the right way, I don't know if I'd want to hear that, but, um, (laughs) you know, that's, that's how I kind of tick now. And I, I would be lying to you if I told you if I, that's the way I thought all the time, because it's not. When I first started, I felt like I needed to go to the PBRs to, to feel, you know, have credentials or for people to accept me because I think I lost my identity was in bull riding, but I wasn't a great, I wasn't the greatest bull rider. I, I got by, you know, but I didn't, you know, deep down, I didn't feel worthy because I was like, well, shit, I can't even ride a stick horse right now. And I'm bucking off everything. I wouldn't even call myself a bull rider. So once I found video, I was so, I excelled at so quickly. And so I just started getting all these jobs and, and praises. People were just praising me and it, it felt good, but it, it, it doesn't last, you know, praise people does not last. And so I, and I got it, you know, and I, and it almost made me sick to my stomach because I, I didn't like the way that it was making me feel. And I, and I might've, you know, came off wrong to some people like an arrogant prick or just like, Oh, well he just thinks he's too freaking good for us. But I deep down, I was like, this isn't what is, this isn't what I want to feel good about myself. I don't want, I don't want people to praise me. I just want people to, I don't want people to know me for my videos, honestly. Right. Like, yeah. I'm glad that they do. I'm glad that I have that opportunity to to reach people through video. Um, but behind the camera, and if the camera was in the corner, like I'm a, you know, I, I would I would love to just have a relationship with people that way. Like the camera's a bonus. The camera's going to be like a little nugget to get close to people or to. But um, yeah, I just try for if I were to give anyone advice is just really do what you love to do. And, and with no pressure, no pressure on trying to shoot at the NFR or go to pro rodeos. Um, If you want to go video, you cracking an egg on your girlfriend's head, make it look (laughs) really cool or whatever. Just, just enjoy what you do. And that, that's, that's my comfort. You know, I don't, yeah. Cause, and you know, and I can, people will be like, oh, well, yeah, you, you say it so easy because you, you've shot the NFR, you've shot the PBR, you worked for all these great brands, but I can tell you, yeah, I got to that point, but I was never satisfied. You know, uh, I always yeah. was like, oh, what's next? What's next? I work, you know, and, and it finally hit me where I was like, it's not it. That's is I'm just empty inside if I do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. Like, um, sometimes that, that can almost get you down too when you're, when you're like looking at other people's, you know, oh, like this person has this camera or whatever. And next thing you know, like 
like you said, you just, you don't feel like, uh, like happy. Cause you're like, well, I'm just, my stuff sucks. Cause I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not at that event, but in reality, it's not, I mean, just, that doesn't mean your stuff sucks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the big thing is, is, I mean, I say this like to my fiance all the time. We always talk about there's more to life than rodeo. There's mm-hmm. more to life than whatever you do. I mean, and whatever you believe in, I mean, that's your business. But like, like Randy said, I mean, we were called to be here for one reason, one reason only. And I mean, I believe Jesus Christ, my savior. And that's where I get my validation. That's where, you know, it is, that's where it's meaningful life in general. You know, I don't, if, if you, if you like to underwater basket weave and you don't make the championship, I mean, it's not that that's not the end of the world. That's not why you're here. It might be what you love to do, but it's not why you're here. And I think people get caught up in the moment of, well, I'll never rope as good as, you know, tough Cooper. I'll never do this. And it's like, man, especially with that attitude, you're never going to rope that good. I mean, tough Cooper shows up and he expects to win. And I think there's very few people in life that have that attitude. And just that killer, you know, stuff. But it's not the end of the world if you're not there, man. It's there's you got your family, you got your friends, you got anything and everything and every opportunity. Be nice to people. And that's I think what we're missing in the world is being nice to people. You know, it's learning how to balance everything out, you know, because, yeah, I I put my head down and I tried to learn everything I possibly could about a camera, how to edit, how to, you know, do all this stuff. But, you know, and then I neglect my friendships, I neglect my family, I neglect my, my parents. And because I'm so consumed in one thing, and it's going to take me to the as far as I could possibly go. Because when you work hard, you get what you, you know, you get what you put into it. But, uh, you know, learning how to balance it all out was tough for me. And I'm still learning as I go right now. I'm just, you know, it's, it's really important to whether you're the greatest bullfighter in the world, or greatest photographer in the world, or whatever, you know, I think make sure you keep those friendships, you keep relationships around the table and because we all need community and yeah. Yeah. So I totally agree. No. And what, what you said earlier too, and actually Ty Murray told me this, he said, once you're done, they'll forget about you. Mm. And I think that's so big. I mean, especially coming from the King of the Cowboys. I mean, there's kids now that don't even know who Ty Murray is. I mean, they know who Jess Lockwood and stuff like and Stetson Wright are, but they don't know who Ty Murray was or is. And I think that's what kept him sane. And he's not seeking validation. I mean, he's got a family. He's got his family. He's got friends, everything like that. That's what keeps him sane. And it's like, man, I did my thing. I had fun. I won nine world championships. It was awesome. But that's not who I am. That's what I did. Yeah. Super good. What would you... uh Tell tell your eighteen year old self. Ooh, I like that one, man. I man, I've really never thought about that. I've asked that question a lot, but I've never really thought about it. Um, I would probably tell him to slow down <laughs> and not put so much pressure on yourself, and and you're okay. Like it's all good. Um, yeah. You know, I. When I was 18, I, I was very oblivious to, I mean, obviously what I know now, but I was just on fumes pretty much as an 18-year-old. And so I would really say to you know, seek, seek some 
some uh, people out there that have wisdom. Um, and thankfully, you know, I, I could say when I was 22, I found I found some guys in my life that were way older than me that you know carried a lot of wisdom that you know I I go to very freely and uh, you can't do it on your own and right. uh, and so and and I and I thought I knew everything at an 18 year old you know I was just just blown and going but uh, <laughs> well I think I every think, 18 year old probably does so. yeah everything like that. Yeah. But you know, I think you have to go through those years. I think I don't. Yeah. You know, you know, I, even if I'm 18, like you know, don't get in such a rush. You know, it's it's all good. You can you can mess around for the next 10 years if all I care. But um, you know, yeah, it's it's yeah. that's a crazy question. I really, never. Yeah, that's a good. We talk about it too, even like. The guy, some of my buddies here in town and stuff, we'll talk about it. Like, man, I wouldn't, I don't want to go back. Like, I wouldn't want to do it again, <laughs> but I don't think I would change anything I did because yeah. it, yeah, I don't want, there's no way I want to go back to having $3 in my bank account. And, and I'm not a rich man by any means, but $3 in my bank account and spending it all on a beer instead of like, you know, maybe saving it till <laughs> next week or something. But I don't think I'd want to go back to that. But, it was, yeah. it made me grateful for, you know, the stuff that I get to do and the places I get to go and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, I wouldn't want to go back, but I wouldn't change anything. That's, that's what I would tell myself be like, man, just enjoy it. And just try to keep your head a little more level than you did when you were 18. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just being on your, uh, Instagram and stuff, I'm always looking at your videos. Like, how do you, uh, how do you go and just like, do, do you worry about trending audio and stuff? Or do you just say, Hey, this was a video I'm going to make. I'm just going to, and I'll post it. Like, do you ever really look yeah. into all that stuff? Well, you know, I, I guess I need to, you know, play ball with what's going on now. Like, Cause I see, I just usually, I guess I'm too old school. And I, I noticed that, you know, some of my videos don't get as enough uh, traction as some of the others that I see nowadays. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I normally just, if I'm a music lover, so when I'm driving, I'm listening to music and I'll save that and I'm like, Oh, that'd be cool for a little edit or something. And so I just use what sounds good to me. I don't really focus on what's trending or anything. I, uh, I, yeah, I just want to be me, you know, it's, it's, it's super, and you know, I'm not taking away from anyone that uses trendy music or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I just like to, what fulfills me. And cause if I were to just make, if I were to cut up something on my program here and with no audio and just throw it in my phone and then use Instagram music, I'd be like, Oh shit, that was, that was. Yeah. Like you, you <laughs> didn't make what you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, but, um, I think it's cool. I mean, I, it's, I, I still haven't really got into the vertical mode. Yeah. Yet. Uh, but uh, I, that's the way things are going. And I think if you want to stay up to date, you've got to play ball. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a tough thing. It's always changing on there too. Yeah, it, so. it, it, and it's changed a lot, you know, cause when, you know, I was working for old Dale Brisby, like 
we didn't have a damn clue what we were doing. And, you know, we ordered things around pretty much. And we didn't have any music sites to use or we didn't know. Right. And now it's just like everyone has access to, you know, instantaneous yeah. you know, templates, music to put up to get views. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you talked about Dale Bridgie because I wanted to talk about that. That is a guy that blew up and I don't know him and I'm not knocking him at all, but blew up for literally doing nothing. Like yeah. and he was kind of like the first, I would say, rodeo world, western way of life, social media star. Like yeah. he was it. Like everybody knew who Dale Brisby was. Yeah. Everybody knew all the stuff they were saying. Well, Dale, yeah, and all this. Like he, he just blew up, and I, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. And maybe I'm way behind the times in Montana. Yeah. But what kind of <laughs> yeah. talk about the blow up from that? Yeah, it was pretty wild. Is you know he had been doing it. I think three years before I met him and uh, it was a, you know, so like after I stopped riding bulls, I kind of transitioned into, you know, working with him and he was paying me in t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> I would make little videos for him and, and we were just like, whatever. It's, it was kind of fun, whatever. And, you know, I, I, uh, I worked with him for six and a half years. Wow. And uh, so I, that's I got a lot to of t-shirts. I got to see everything, almost the whole evolution of Dale. And, and is I'll tell you one thing: is that man is very smart. He's he's brilliant, and he's probably one of the smartest guys I know. Um, and yeah, it it a lot of people will say it happened overnight, but he is. It's every day for him, Monday oh, through sure. Sunday, morning till night. He doesn't. And you know, one thing that really sticks out as I'll touch base on this is his customer service. And so anyone who messages him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, he's messaging back right away. And he would lay in bed or early in the mornings writing messages back hundreds, thousands of DMs. And so he he's built a community. He's built a community of people that are so invested with him now. They don't care they don't even care what he says or does anymore. I mean, they might, but he could sell freaking ketchup packages and people will be like, I want to be able to be ketchup package because I love Dale. I've grown up with Dale. And so, you know, it's, I, uh, it's, it's been cool to watch what he's been able to do. I, uh, I dipped out about two or three years ago and I just had to sail away and do my own thing. But right. I, I can, he's, Oh yeah. I, I respect him. And I, you know, I wish him the best. I, I, yeah. I think he has, you know, a lot of people have said that, you know, how long is it going to last or when is he, is, you know, and I, it's going to last as long as he wants it to last. And uh, I, I don't think, I think he has more up his sleeve um, you know, for future stuff. And he's, he's built an empire. I mean, oh, he's, I think oh. he has like over 20 people working for him now and uh, has a couple of houses. And so, well, and, and you know, he, he, yeah, he lived in a little tiny apartment when, yeah. you know, so to see you now, it's pretty cool. Um, backing up to what you said, like the customer service thing, like he'll answer back and like, you know, go out of his way to talk to people. Like, honestly, that's huge. I mean, frick me and Garrison barely can get a guy that's, you know, top 15 
in the world that barely maybe message us back and we see them that they see it. And then you're like, you couldn't even yeah. take two seconds to, you know, yeah. I mean, whatever, <laughs> whatever, I'll but it's call, like, I'll call him out right now. My future cousin-in-law wouldn't even, he yeah. trusted me and he wouldn't even talk to me. It's anymore. like, <laughs> it's like, you can't say you're more busier than Dale Brisby. And then that guy's making videos, doing things like, and he'll yeah. message back. Are you kidding me? Come on. Like again, part of the deal, right? You want to be a, yeah. It you want to be at the top? Territory. Yeah, comes with it. Like, come on. Like, we want to we want to hear from people. Like, and that's cool mm-hmm. that he does that. And that's probably why another reason why he's so big. He again yeah. talks to people. He reaches out. Like, he's not just like a asshole. You know. Yeah, I so. think the biggest thing for me that would be the toughest, and this is so minor, but because his real name isn't Dale Brisby. Yeah, I, I, I can't, that. can't comment on that. Okay, I will, I'm not going to ask his real name, but how in the heck do you navigate? It'd be like an actor, though, you know, like, yeah, just, uh, say, uh, Joey from Friends. I mean, that's not his real name, like, and people still calling you Joey, like, yeah, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be so hard for me to navigate, be like, someone yell out Dale, and I know my name's not Dale, and I'm like, shoot, <laughs> forgot that's my name, what's up? That's one thing that I've always been, you know, I, I wouldn't say concerned, but I think about it a lot is like, yeah. you know, how's he doing mentally? Yeah, right. for real. That could be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but he's, you know, you know, we never really had major open conversations. We had enough to where I, I felt like I understood him. But, you know, part of me is just like, man, I just want to shake and be like, are you okay, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it is what it is. I'm I'm gonna be Randy, and that's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, before we let you go, I do want to. I want to know what uh, what what another perfect day is. Is that like? I'm not talking about an actual day. Well, we could actually. What's a perfect day for you? We'll ask that first. Well, um, I think every day is a perfect day. Honestly, it's just the it's a gift of life, and. Yep. I think that's, I try to have that perspective because I mean, just if you really think about us being here in the, in, on earth, it's, it's a gift and it's a perfect gift and tomorrow's going to be another one. And, but, but it did not start out that way. Like <laughs> that being my company, um, my brother actually, him and his buddies, started an AD like scratching it on the bathroom stalls and stuff. And it, it meant advanced placement drinking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, and so I was in eighth grade and I would just write APD on my um, notebook or my binders, whatever. And I just, I'm a doodler, so I just I've been doodling here, and uh, I just started putting another perfect day, and I've really lived by it since I was 12 years old, 12 or 13 years old. It's just been, and uh, I had some huge goals for it. Um, me and my buddy Ty Pazabon started. Uh, we were going to start a clothing company, and we yeah. we were so we were dumb. We didn't know what we were doing, but we. Uh, <laughs> I think we ordered like 700 t-shirts, all these different designs. And we actually sold out of all of them, which is cool. And uh, I got a cease and desist letter from a a guy in Washington that has a company called 
it's a perfect day and I was infringing on his rights or whatever his company mm. I, I made the dumbass decision of signing it before talking to anybody oh. uh. and so that's what's been really holding me back on you know elevating it any other way but you know I'm good with where I'm at with you know just on video that's another perfect day productions or entertainment yeah. or whatever so, uh yeah that's i got a freaking tattooed on my chest got that one on the team nice decision but, <laughs> nice decision <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that's how i live my life and i you know i'm not saying i, ha- I don't have bad days but if i just right remain focused on on the mission it's perfect and we're just yeah. gonna keep rolling one like last it. question for you and we'll let you go yeah what's what's next for randy what's next what's yeah what do you got um, that you can give us a little sneak peek yeah um, i'm working on, i'm working on some things with jb i'm super excited to get we've been working on it since june and you know it's He's like like, like a, a doc documentary. What's that? Like a documentary or? Um, not not yet, not yet because he won't. He's not going to do a documentary until he's finished. He says. So. Oh, okay. done, done. <laughs> uh, he's like, my, my story's not done yet. He says. <laughs> uh, we're we're working on a couple cool things that hopefully will release by the end of this year or sooner. Hopefully, um, some really cool things. But I'm doing a bunch of stuff in prisons across the united states with a ministry called Ridenheim ministries todd pierce and uh we set up a round pin in the yard of each facility i've been doing that that for um nine years now so um and i i've actually i released a whole film that's that plays in the facilities across the united states it's about an hour-long film called ground shakers and and so that i've been doing that for seven or eight years and so this year we have access to from new jersey all the way to california we have prison so primarily just in oregon and um, oklahoma but so now we got we got access to going some more and so todd sets up a round pen in the yard and it's a it's a presentation with a wild horse and it takes about 45 minutes but it's pretty amazing to see if if you're listening to this, uh, check out ridinghighministries.org and check out what they're doing because it's it's unreal. And I, he, no one really, you know, knows about him. I mean, he, and he used to he rode bareback horses professionally back in the day. Went to Calgary. I think he ended up 16th in the world four times. Missed the NFR, but he's a great man, and uh, I owe a lot to where I'm at right now because of him. He. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that I searched for uh, wisdom, and he he pours it out to me. So, yeah. yeah, I like it. So that's about it. Just doing that and trying to keep on the leash to finish video because he likes to do other stuff than <laughs> video. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much, man, for being on. That was awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it. Had a good time. Yeah. Where can people find you? T- tell everybody how to find you. Check it out. Yeah. 
you can find me up. I guess my Instagram, just Randy Cortieri. That's I'm kind of active on that. Really haven't done anything to my website or anything. I'm not trying to push myself out there. But uh, yeah, if you find me on Instagram or Facebook, send me a message. I'd love to connect with you. And yeah, yeah, let's let's keep it rolling. Let's build a community, and we all work together for the good.